Chip, happy hey, Sunday. Well, happy Sunday to you too. I'm hanging out here with my family and I decided to call in and see what's going on. Meet yeah. Ruth. Meet Ruth, our, our, our Haitian intellect. Bonjour. Haitian intellect. What's happening, Haitian? Maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Renee, our proper Jamaican. Hello, Chip. What's a guan? Excuse me. What's a guan to you too? What a guan. Okay. What a guan. And you know and you know the Trini socialite already. I'm, I'm a family there. I'm a family. That's family. Family. I got music, music request up in here. Come on. All right. So we're gonna get into it. So I'm gonna start. Okay. Welcome to TN Talk. Yes, it's TN Talk time. And every week we're having fun, but this week is especially exciting. And why? Because it's the beginning of the summer. This is the, I think the first weekend that the Northeast has had a little bit of warmth, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm feeling really good from my head to my toes to my fingertips, Ooh. all the way to my ashy toes. Ooh, I and I looked down at my toes this week and I realized that, you know, two pedicures, before summer is just not enough for me because I still look like I kick and flower, right? <laughs> I, need, I need some shea butter, cocoa butter, oil, all kind of thing for my foot because I was laying at the... And you know, when you put your feet up on that lounge chair, you see the whole foot, mm -hmm. you know? And you're yeah, looking sure. at it, you're like, mm, okay, I need some work here. So I... need a good lotion. Yes, I need a good, good lotion. I just oh, got to find one. about old school remedies, Vaseline. Yes, I know. Ooh, you know Vaseline what Vaseline it's at night. I don't know. I think I tried that once and I woke up very unhappy, but I'll try it again. Probably just because you're hot. <laughs> Maybe I was very hot. I think I was very hot. <laughs> but, you know, um, I right now am sipping on my favorite rosé, you know, from Trader Joe's Ooh. and Dollar in the can. You know, I like right, my little right, right. wine. And this weekend I did a lot of things. I went to, because it's our first weekend of the holidays. We had, a, we had two baseball games. My son hit a home run. He did a whole bunch of RBIs. So he's killing it. And then we went straight to a cookout. And it was my cousin's cookout. And he's Guyanese. He was raising Guyana. Some of us grew up here. Some of us grew up there. And my husband came with me. My husband's American. The funniest thing, it was hilarious. Because, you know, my family's straight GT, right? He's sitting at a table with a bunch of little bit banners, right? And they, well, well, they were all West Indian. And one of them was like, oh, he's from Trinidad. The other one's like, oh, Guyanese. The other one, Beijing. And they're like, where are you from? He goes, U.S. They were like, where is that? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, here. He, no, where? They didn't know where he was talking about. They could not understand that he was actually from America. Somehow they got along. They were there talking for a long time. You know, That's it's good always thing. good when there's Corona in the hands mm -hmm. and peace mm -hmm. and love, right? Mm -hmm. So tonight we're talking about, you know, it's actually appropriate because this is a time where we're hearing a lot of music and listening to a lot of music and enjoying a lot of music. Uh, we're going to talk about music and how important it is to us, our culture, and then how to pass it down to our children, the importance of music <laughs> and music appreciation. Right. So I want to give a hello, hello, hello to the resident and talkers, and then we're going to say hello to our guests. So I want to say hello, hello, hello to our Trini Socialite. Diane, how you doing? Hello, 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 everyone. How's what everyone is going on? Out? Everybody doing all right? What is going on with you? What you sipping on? And how was your weekend? A cold, sandy, sorrel flavor. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Nice. 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 Shandy. Yes, I like it. I like it. Well, hello, hello, hello to the proper Jamaican. Wagwan, baby. Wagwan. How you doing? Are you doing good? How you doing? Really good. How Just was the weekend? Barbecue. Oh, it's you did? Yeah. This is the weekend I, for it, man. This is the weekend. How was it? It was good. I literally like, okay, I got to go. I got to do my podcast. I left my family there. <laughs> <laughs> How did they feel about that? It, it's uh, just, it's, it's at my sister-in-law, so they're just on the other side of town. And we got our little, we got yeah. another socialite on today, but first we're going to say hello, hello, hello to our Haitian intellect. Bonsoir. 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 I have to first say happy Mother's Day to the island of Hispaniola, Haiti and Dominican Republic. Happy oh, Mother's yes. Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Bon fait, mama. Bon fait, mama. Yeah, so everybody, if you were smart and you live in the U.S., you would have picked up all your Mother's Day's gifts half, half off. Oh, Maybe. yeah. <laughs> That's Get true. That's very smart. And what are you sipping on tonight? I'm actually just getting water. I, I had a full day of sweets. Yeah. So, so I need to bring it down. I need to bring it back a little bit. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. This is the part where you start like pulling back from all the bad behavior, the bad eating behavior, bad behavior, right? I have a lot of bad behavior when it comes to certain things. And you know, when you get older, you don't want that bad behavior getting into your 50s and 60s. You yeah, no, it's hard. You can't, you can't, you can't. And I you actually, think- you just are keeping me honest. I need to say, um, a proper uh, salute to Guyana because it's actually our Independence Weekend too. Mm. Oh, and I is always forgetting that. But I posted a picture of myself with the Guyana flag on I Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. I just said, you know, happy whatever. And then one of my cousins was like, "Happy Guyana Independence Day, Colette. And I'm like, "Oh yes, yes, that's what. I did. <laughs> yes. That's right." So, <laughs> it was really because of the holidays. But you know what? I love my country. Buju's down there right now performing with coffee. Oh, yes. coffee, yes. coffee yes. tour. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. You get wrapped up when the weather starts to get warm. Like yes. I, yeah. I've yes. done so many things this weekend. I, my kids told me they were tired of walking. So I was like, let's go home. How was the Brooklyn exhibit? I see you was in Brooklyn at a big, I saw Biggie. I saw oh. uh, Spike Lee stuff. Was, I love Brooklyn. It was the African festival. I was able yes. to earrings and um, eat some food and drink and but you know, it's just it's Brooklyn is changing so much. It is changing. rapidly. Yes. Rapidly. So when we do rapidly. have when we do have like a coming together, I advise everybody to show up because we still do own pieces of Brooklyn. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. Right. That's right. That's good. Yeah. And you know what? We all own it in our hearts too. You know, I can't stand it when I'm in New Brooklyn and they say it's Brooklyn in the house and all these like new gentrified people is like, yes, Brooklyn is. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, not not with you. Not with no, you. Not. not with you, boo. Not if with you, you never, if you never wanted to put your bed by the window and you know why, you're not from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. I'm not putting my bed by the window. You know why? Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. It's so funny. It's such a different Brooklyn. And speaking of Brooklyn, we got a resident and somebody who is going to teach us about music appreciation tonight. Hello, hello, hello to Mr. Chip. Hey, hey, what's happening? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Good, good, good. Y'all there liming tonight. Tell us who, what you're doing and what are you sipping on? Well, what I'm doing is I'm actually at a family barbecue and what I'm sipping on is on some babash. Babash. Okay, okay. You got to tell us what that is. I never real heard of that thing. Now, 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 listen, as a Trini, that is real Trini thing. That's kind of like that's moonshine. From, that is moonshine from Trinidad. You know? oh, so that's exactly. a nice babash thing. So oh, it's, man. It's, it's totally different. So I ain't sipping strong, strong. I just sipping, just sipping, you understand? Because yeah. this babash thing is different. 
<laughs> okay, okay. So All right. You know what? Typically, babash is a man's thing. They get in the corner and they pull out their babash. It's ah. shine. It's not something you share with your daughter or your Thank wife. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Like, does, does it have roots in it? Does it have the roots and the sticks in it? Oh, wow. Well, listen, I can't tell you all them kind of secret things. Oh, you know, I, just I, my bad. Right. I can't tell you that, you know? I, I think yeah. everybody has it. Haiti have one, too, you know? Yeah, they do? What is it called? I, I, I'm trying to remember what it is, but I know because my parents never would let me drink it. It was only for the guys, too. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. That, that's, so that's what I'm sipping on right now. A little bit okay. of that. That's it. Well, it sounds you good. Know. I'm going to have to try this babash one day. Nah, I don't want you trying it. I don't want you trying that. Nah, 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 nah. All right. Okay, well, Okay, if you say so, then I won't do it. I won't do it. No, 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 no. Don't try that. Don't try that. <laughs> All right. It'll, so make, it'll, it'll, it'll make you grow some hair on your chest, Colette. Well, yeah, I can they... always shave the hair off, though. No, 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 no. I hear Babash could start car, too, you know. You could start car. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that I don't want. So exactly. let's get started. I'm going to give you a little bit of background of why we're doing this. You know, there was a recent study that found that elementary students with music education perform much higher than non-music students in subjects right. such as English and math. Furthermore, math is an integral part yeah. of music theory. So there's plenty of ways that um, music and math can be combined in the classroom. Music education also improves neural activity. Music builds intellectual curiosity, fine tunes auditory skills, develops creative thinking, increases coordination. Kids stay engaged in school. Emotional development, cultural empathy, and provide the unique way of self-discipline. You know, now music sounds like it's like the answer to everything. Now, I, I don't know about this, but we're going to hear from Chip. I will say that my, my son plays a trombone, and, you know, they get free instruments at school. And all you have to do is sign up. And he brought this big thing home because I signed up late, of course, and it was the last instrument left. And, and you know, I go to New Orleans every year, 4th of July, so I love trombone. I love anything with the horn. And so he's here playing this big horn in the house. But for some reason, he's very engaged in it. I saw his music teacher the other day, and the music teacher said he's doing well, which is great because none of his other teachers say that. So I was very happy to hear that. It actually made me very happy. So I want Chip here to talk to us a little bit about what he does. So I'm going to start it off. I'm going to ask you what country you're from. I want to know how that influenced you at home and what it is that you're doing. So... For me, growing up at home, um, living in a household with uh, West Indian parents, um, my father's from Barbados, and my mother's from Trinidad. So I heard everything from soca down to Calypso, and then my brother's from England, so I heard a whole bunch of ska records. So it, it actually, you know, influenced me in a weird way because when it comes to ska records, the counts are totally different. But then in the end, to actually understand everything, the ska records basically is what began and started Calypso actually, because of the different tempos. So a lot of people wouldn't actually say that, but you can ask some Jamaicans and they'll tell you, like the elders, you know, some elder Jamaicans and they'll let you know that a lot of um, their records, uh, their, reggae, their reggae records started from soca records and the syncopation of soca records. To me, it was more so about measures. So it was more so about counting in different placements of where you'd hear people place their words. So when I finally got into the industry, um, the impact was totally different because of where I was able to place my words and what I was listening to in records, totally different from a lot of other um, artists. They were actually listening to bass lines and I was actually listening to percussion and drums because of how percussion mm -hmm. and drums move in calypso music and in reggae records. So 
I was able to place my words totally different, which I had to understand was a different type of count and a different type of math. So after a while, <clears throat> I introduced that into the, the, the school system and it just took off from there. And I started a company called Math, which is Music Appreciation, Art, Time and Healing, and it's doing pretty well in um, all the Brooklyn schools. Nice. Also, you, you are affiliated with all the Brooklyn schools? Yes, ma'am. About, about nine of them. At, at nice. Nice, nine nice, different schools. Oh, very nice, very nice. So, Chip, can we talk about your career journey and and what what was it? What was the key moment that made you know that this is what I want to do? The key moment that made me know that this is what I wanted to do was um, at my brother's 16th birthday party. Um, there was a group called the Jamalot Crew at his birthday party that were playing. And the Jamalot crew actually was UTFO before they became UTFO. Oh. So what it was is I wanted to say a happy birthday rhyme to my brother. But you know how big brothers are. Yeah. And he was just like, yo, that's corny. Don't, don't say anything to me at my party. So I was just like, and I just want to do this for you. So educated rapper came over and was like, you know, I think that that's a beautiful thing. You should, you know, say what you need to say for your brother. And I think at that point in time, when I got on the mic at 11 years old, and said what I had to say for him. I think educated rapper himself understood, you know, that I was a different person when it came to uh, to music and my approach. So when he told me to keep doing what I was doing, then from there it all began for me you know, at the age of eleven. So from there I just I just started to run with it. So how you know we we all have kids, um, different ages, different stages. So how would you try to keep kids interested in music? I think for me, when I, um, when I actually come to the classrooms and I put a microphone in front of the kids and just turn on music, I think something turns on in their heads where they're just like, you know, I could actually go up there in front of the class and do what I need to do or say what's on my heart. And I think once you push them and give them the, the proper platform for them to be first and foremost comfortable with being who they are and actually saying what they need to say that's on their heart, mm -hmm. it takes off from there. And I think that... Um, all of the principals that have actually seen, you know, when I came to their school and did it, I think that they, they finally understand that as long as you give them a platform where they're comfortable and instead of trying to mute them from saying what's in their heart, even if they have to curse to get certain things out, mm -hmm. and then you actually explain to them that there's a different way of saying it, allow them to be themselves. And I think that that's what the math program does. So how, how would you deal with a child or an individual that you think may not be you may not be the right person for this music. So like my son, for instance, he just picked up a drum and started beating on it. I was like, oh, no, 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 that's not the way to do it. For me, I did the same thing. I picked up the drum and started playing and was just beating on all sorts of pots and pans in the father and mother house. And they was upset, but then they understood, all right, we know something. If he's beating on pots and pans, I'm gonna get him a steel pan to play. So I started playing oh. tenor pan inside, you know, I started playing tenor pan for golden stars when I was like 11 years old. And then, Moving up the ladder, I started, you know, for me learning how to do that, it became something totally different for me. So, so for a kid that's drumming, his syncopation and his, his, his math is totally different from everybody else's because he has to use two sides of the brain when it comes to playing the drums because you have the cymbals, you have the bass part of the drum, so he's using left and right. So a child like that, he's, he's, he's incredible when it comes to mathematics. You just need to continue to push him. Okay, so you keep saying mathematics and music. Mm -hmm. um, how do they coincide? I'm just curious. Okay. But I always keep saying measures because when it comes to music, everything is supposed to fall on four when it comes to counting. 
And I think the beautiful right. thing about music is where kids are at now, they're making sure that their measures fall on threes, which is the jazz musician count, which is right in the middle. So that's why they sound totally different from the other artists that came out before them, as okay. far as sounding like jazz, you know, jazz musicians when it comes to music. So I think measures and counting and math when it comes to music is a beautiful thing. Because sometimes in the schools, some of these, um, these math teachers would bring their kids into the classroom. And when we're sitting there and counting measures and talking about approach, these kids understand about the math different and apply that to when it comes to physical math, like, you know, addition and subtraction and division. Ah, okay. There we go. Question for me. There we go. Tell us who, are you, who are your three artists that influenced you and... How did they influence your music? Your top three. I want to say Slick Rick for one. Mm, okay. uh, the reason why I say Slick Rick is because he was the first artist to ever use two tracks to actually get his point across. Because some people would use one track, but he would use two tracks to finish the majority of his sentences. So for him to sit down and say that I'm going to do this on one track and do that on another, he started a whole different trend when it comes to different things. So then you had artists like Redman and Ludacris using two different tracks in order to answer themselves on one song. The second person for me would be Barrington Levy because he was just totally, you know, different from everybody else. You understand what I'm saying? And his approach to me, he's like kind of like the Michael Jackson of, of, of reggae music in a sense because no one else can actually match his tone. Um, and then I want to say, uh, I want to say Michael Jackson after that. Yes. Yeah. I'd say Michael Jackson after that because of um, he was a true artist to me. I mean, even with his insecurities, I mean, he was a real person at the end of the day. Even when he was fighting with his insecurities while being the person who he was. So he was more human to me than a lot of other people who actually didn't, you know, try their best to hide their insecurities. But he let you know about, you know, I don't like my nose, so I went and buy a nose. You understand? <laughs> I don't like my here we go. I don't like my complexion, so I go and change my complexion and make sure I good. You understand? So that, that's that's just his approach was totally different. And if you you know, for certain people, they was just like you know, why are you changing certain things about yourself? I mean, you know, when you go deep into his story and understand that he was trying to change his face because he no longer wanted to look like his father, that says a lot. That's that's mm -hmm. that's just a deeper story. Um, so for our kids, if we want to get them into music and have them start training, what are some resources that we can look into for information on that? Well, um, first and foremost, you have to find out what your child is interested in and what type of instrument. And then you need to look online for different schools that teach that particular instrument. And, um, you know, take them down there for consultation first, because some parents normally would push their kids into playing instruments and the kids really don't want to play that particular instrument once they, you know, they're around other kids and they see what it's about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. I think once you, you sit down with them and you, 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 um, you learn more so about the instrument and learn about all the other um, artists that are out there that play that particular instrument and see the type of response that they got, then the kids will be more engaged from there. Definitely. Okay. Mm -hmm. How would you like to um, give back to children um, the gift that you've been given. Well, you know? for me, for me, what I'm actually doing by giving back is um, going into the schools and doing what I'm doing. And and on a different note, I'm actually um, I have a house in Brooklyn that I'm actually going to turn into uh, the initiative, the math initiative, where I could have these kids come over and just actually learn for free about. Um, 
the different instruments that they want to learn about because they're no longer doing that in schools. Sure. And I think that if I link up with the right people and, um, you know, deal with the whole grant side of things, I could actually bring these kids in and teach them what they need to know. As long as I have the right people in my corner to actually believe in what I'm doing. You know? Right, right, right. I mean, so, then it'll make more sense. Okay. So for longevity, because, you know, we're always trying to leave a mark um, for the next generation. Mm -hmm. If you had a time capsule, what would you put in that time capsule to to say about your music, your career, that the person was going to open in the next 50 years? My note to them would be, always be yourself. Never dumb down for anybody. And um, I think the best thing about it was a lot of artists is they try to be somebody else. And I think what happened for me and why I was able to, to make the impact that I made in the industry was I was able to, to just be myself and have people follow the trend, mm. have people start to um, start to think about double time in music and start to think about putting reggae and hip hop and start to do certain things like that. I think when I did that, I mean, it made more of an impact. And that would be in my note for them to see. I also would leave a Bible in there because for me, I mean, staying grounded and, you know, being grounded in the world and this helped grounded in the word. It helped me to stay focused on who I am as the person and more so about uh, the culture, my upbringing, because I was brought up, you know, my parents and them stayed in the Bible and stayed in um, with reading scriptures. And the next thing that I would actually leave in there is a bunch of pens and pencils, because by the time somebody looks in there, I think that the pens and pencils would be actually obsolete. You're right. It's all about the keyboard these days. There you go. Like in schools now, when these kids write their name, and I know I used to get hit on my knuckles for making yeah. sure that my um i was legible on the line yeah when it came to cursive and when it came to just printing yeah. i mean all these kids can't even write on the line so it, so for me i was just like yo this is about to be a whole thing that's totally extinct because mm. these kids don't even know how to sign their names yeah it's true it's true and it won't even matter in a few nah, in, you know a couple won't. more decades all right well chip listen i don't want to take no more of your time but this has been fantastic it actually was extremely uh insightful because I did not know all of that about music and how it correlates with math. Did you guys know about that? Like, I did not. I did. I did. I did. I I didn't. Did. And that's because I love math. I, lo I did. There you go. Okay. There you go. And it's interesting because my son is so good at that trombone, but he's also really good at math. Yeah. So I think that is a very interesting thing mm -hmm. to know. And it makes sense now. Thank you so right. much, Chip. It was great having you on. You got to come back again. We got to come up with a topic to bring you back because you're funny. With the, no problem. with the drink. With the drink. With the babash. Yeah, I'll come back with the babash and talk to all about this babash. Yes, yeah. and I'll bring a razor so I can shave the hair off my chest that the babash. <laughs> <laughs> Chip, bless up family. You make me proud of the Trinidad. I'm supposed to. <laughs> Thank you for listening to TN Talk. If you like what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. Until next time.